little bit of news this week. I'm telling you, the, the one thing that's, that's killing me about the news here lately is it seems like everything that comes out has to do with this Bristol dirt race. And, and I'm excited about this Bristol dirt race. I don't want to put words in Rob or Billy's mouth, but they don't seem Billy's to be near loving it. Billy cannot wait to they get to Bristol on dirt, man. Yeah, his text messages are certainly um, pointed, I'll say that. But uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I think it's going to be a fun thing. I don't remember them ever racing dirt on Bristol. I know they say we have, but I don't remember it. Um, I used to drink a lot back in the day also, Jimmy. So, But the fact of the matter is, you you, uh, you drove on the iRacing. You, you drove it, and it looked like – I mean, I can't imagine – it looked so damn steep with that with that dirt on it, and I, it looks fun as hell. I, it, uh, I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but real quick, Jimmy, do you think that race is going to be fun? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. I think uh, you're going to have you guys like uh, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse, those guys with that dirt experience. They're going to be are probably running up front a lot. Um, to sling those big heavy cup cars on that track, it's uh, it was definitely fun, man. Even though it was in the virtual world, it was definitely yeah. a challenge for sure. So um, I'm looking forward to. I just want. I'm looking forward to the madness, man. Like I that like that's what I want. Like I, I know guys aren't going to be wrecking and crashing, but to see guys struggle that typically yeah. wouldn't struggle on that track, that's what's going to make it fun to me. Uh, so I think it's a game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer, Jimmy. Just like, you know, the Daytona 500, Talladega, uh, you know, some of these road courses we've been through. This is a game changer. And everybody, I'm not going to say they're nervous, but everybody's got that one circled as a who knows type of thing. Um, and it's funny to see all the guys. Chase Elliott is racing, you know, during the Nationals. Yeah, he, uh, he's Kyle yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cup guys. Brad Keselowski, I believe, is going to jump in there and do some things. So it, it's getting very interesting as we as we get closer and closer to it. I, as a matter of fact, I saw that Kevin Harvick's going to race a truck for David Gilliland, and I think Ross Chastain is too. And speaking of Ross Chastain, I don't know if you caught this in the news, Billy, but um, I believe it's next week the sentence for the D.C. Solar president who um, had a big Ponzi scheme, who, I for anybody who doesn't remember, what he was doing is he was having these these solar generators, and he kept selling them, but he, all he would do is just change the serial numbers on the damn, on, on the frame of these bodies, and he, I, he didn't have any inventory, but it made it look like he had hundreds of these things, um, swindled people out of millions of dollars, and they, they delayed his sentencing due to COVID um, last year, but... Jimmy, he's getting ready to get 25 to 30 years probably uh, in prison. And if you remember, um, Ross Chastain was all ready to go big time cup racing, brother. And then also or, uh, had, a, had a full ride, I think, and uh, was it Xfinity? I'm sorry, Xfinity. Yeah. And it got pulled out for him in, in, a, in, in one press conference. Uh, his old life was upturned, and now look where he's at. He's he's back over there. The guy from D.C. Solar is getting ready to go to prison, and Ross Chastain is is driving everything he gets his hands on. It's funny how things work, Jimmy. Yeah, he he persevered. Uh, you know, it definitely was a blow to him, and you know, it, it sucked to see it happen to him. You know, for sure, it was a situation out of his control. You know, so, but uh, he went down to trucks and. 
and ran his tail off in the trucks and then subbed in for the Rocket Man um, when he was out last year after the Daytona 500 and, you know, did a solid job. And, you know, Ganassi's appreciated everything that he's done for him, so he gave him this opportunity. Um, and look where he's at now. So, I will never forget taking Jackie Clayton and her family to Talladega, and Billy and I were standing at the tweet-up, <laughs> and uh, Austin Dillon was there, and Jackie was basically holding court with Austin Dillon, and this this kid walked up, this tiny little itty-bitty fella walked up and introduced himself to Jeff Clark and said, hi, I'm Ross Chastain, I'm a truck driver, and hell, I thought he meant he was like a hauler driver for somebody. But no, he was in the drum series, and nobody, not even Jeff Club was like, oh, yeah, Ross has it. Billy said, yeah, I think that guy drives in the truck series. I'm like, hell, I don't know who he is. <laughs> he signs a, Jackie had this box of kolaches that she had bought from West Texas. Uh, I love me a good kolache, Jimmy. I think you had one at Buggies. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and she got Austin Dillon. And Ross Chastain to sign this damn uh, pastry box that she had, and I laughed and laughed and laughed, and I said, "Yeah, that guy Ross Chastain, yeah, you might as well just throw that shit away." And then look, I mean, two years later, I mean, the, the guy's just good for him. Fantastic story. And you talk about perseverance. You know, uh, Sunday after the race, we talked about Kyle Larson getting his, his victory. Uh, now that he's come back in NASCAR from the suspension. And, you know, when Billy and I recorded, I just assumed that, that Kyle Larson, you know, talked about the fact that, you know, he had been suspended, he'd gone through the road to recovery, and he, and he came back a better person. Didn't mention any of that stuff. I was very surprised. Um, in fact, I was um, – it's very weird uh, that, he, that he didn't mention it at all. Uh, and, and as the week has gone on, and you jumped on, and luckily we got to talk – about you uh, and, and how you felt and that sort of thing. As the week has gone on, um, uh, my, our, our good friend Rochelle uh, has sent me the link to his post-race conference that he did um, on the Zoom call or whatever. Really not one question from a reporter, not, not one question um, from the moderator. Not, it, it didn't even come up. And, and the reason I find that is odd is because the fact of the matter is, when A.J. Allmendinger came back, he mentioned it. And when yeah. Kyle Busch or Kurt Busch came back, he mentioned it. You know the only two that haven't mentioned it when they come back? Well, Jeremy Mayfield is, is just a big fucking idiot. He, he's, you know, he's never going to do anything or say anything. But for Kyle Larson not to mention it and for, for nobody else to say anything, it just drives me bananas and, and a very – poignant point I want to make is one reporter asked about his new foundation and Kyle Larson didn't say anything about what he had learned last year. He didn't give a shout out to the foundation kids. Now we're, we're a week later and, 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 and as you and everybody else knows, I think NASCAR was dumb as hell to call in the FBI in Alabama over the, the news that was found um, in the garage when they knew it was there the year before. I think they did it to show America that they weren't racist, that they were woke, and then all of a sudden they want to sweep this Kyle Larson thing under the rug and not even acknowledge it. And I think that is, I think that is the sign that NASCAR hasn't learned anything, in my opinion. I've talked, what do you think about the situation now that we're getting close to a week after the fact? 
Look, so, I mean, I hate to bring up a competitor podcast, you know, that, that thing they call the Dale Jr. Download. They, they're not on the same level. But, <laughs> That's correct. Uh, but, look, uh, but he had Ty Parrott on this week, and Ty Parrott talked about his transgressions, what he went through, and him getting suspended. You know, and he was emotional about it. Um, you know, he was ashamed for himself, his family. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, he wanted to do everything he could do to get back. He knew he went down a path and down a road that was wrong. Um, and, you know, he wanted to do what he needed to do to get back. And he's still trying to get back today. He doesn't have a yeah. job right now. You know, yeah. he, want, he wants to be in NASCAR right now. He's still paying the repercussions from the decision yeah. that he made. The only reason why Kyle Larson is in the position that he's in is because of his talent behind the wheel. And I was just showed last week at Las Vegas. Uh, he won the race at Las Vegas. Uh, so for Rick Hendrick, you know, obviously he's putting his money out there. Um, there's really nobody sponsoring that car. So Rick Hendrick yep. is basically funding that team himself. Um, yep. But at the same time, it's sending a wrong message, I feel, to, you know, for, you know, fans of that are minorities, that are black, that are, you know, um, Hispanics, that may be Asian, that may be interested in wanting to see NASCAR. It's sending a wrong message to say, hey, you know what, we'll just give you a little little slap on the wrist. You know, you, you missed nine months out of the season last year, and now and then you make a mistake, you're back, you know. Yeah. It, 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 to, to see the comparison between what's going on with Todd Perry. Now, obviously, Todd Perry's been in that call for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, some people might say, you know what, this this type of car might have passed him by but at, at this point. He's not in his time of his career. But he feels though he can go out there and make race cars still go fast, right? Um, yeah. But it, it's a totally different spectrum. Um, and and I, I, it's well documented that how I feel about what Kyle Larson said and about his role to where he is now, he has not done enough in my eyes. Um, as a black man, he has not done enough to show that, you know what, I understand what my mistake was and I want to help inflict change in others. And and until he does that, you know what, to hell with Kyle Larson. That's how well, I, 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 as, um, as a guy who has spent personal money on a on a nonprofit organization that I started to help kids, when somebody in a position like Kyle Larson has an awesome opportunity to help young people, especially with COVID, and as de-socialized, uh, you know, a lot of young kids have gotten. For somebody to not take that step and say, "Hey," Look at me. I screwed up terribly. I made amends for it. I learned what was uh, correct behavior. I'm better off for it. I worked my way back, and you can do the same thing. For him not to take that opportunity, I think is unbelievable. I mean, does he have the right to do that? Of course he does. But for him not to do that, I think it's a disservice to to humanity. I, I I think he had a wonderful opportunity to lift a lot of people up, um, and, and he didn't do that. And I, and I think it's terrible. And and personally, I think that is a bigger character flaw as him saying the N word with the hard ER and and giving this little tiny bullshit apology when he when he found out he was out of NASCAR and didn't have any sponsors. I I, I personally, even though he's done good 
and uh, supposedly, and, I, and I'm willing to give him a second chance, but I, I think he's got a serious character flaw, and 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 I, and I, do, I don't like it. And I'm not going to be a fan of his. I don't wish him uh, terribly, but I. I, I, for the, I mean, I think we all we all want Kyle Larson to be a better person and to be sure. able to learn from this situation to help inflict change in others. That's what we want, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, COVID has made it hard for him if he wants to go out and do things with different foundations and organizations. Um, yeah. It's made it hard for that, right? Um, yep. But still, I mean, like, he 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 constantly shouts out the youth racing, uh, urban racing uh, school, which he's worked with, I think, since 2017. But yeah. there's but there's more than just the youth urban racing school that he can go out there and talk to and help invest in their futures. It doesn't have to sure. be racing related, you know. It can be yeah. it, it, it can be socially related, which it, it should yeah. be. Um, and until he does that, until I see that, I'm sorry, man. I, I do not, I, I do not uh, believe that it's really hit him. The you know the seriousness of of what uh, what he's what he said. I, I just I really don't. Missed opportunity for sure, and you have to understand that my, my feeling with with NASCAR is you know uh, Hendrick Motorsports um, canceled Kyle Larson's sponsor before the season because somebody went through his social media posts and he was a QAnon um, uh, supporter or that sort of thing, and they just fired that motherfucker. And, yep. uh, and 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 I mean they just cut his ass loose. They didn't give him a, a chance to do anything. They said, "No, fuck you. You're gone." And and and, and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna fire people for what they believe, but yet we're gonna give a pass to Kyle Larson because he hasn't acknowledged that he came back from the road to recovery. And I think that's I think that's very two faced of NASCAR and the NASCAR industry. And I think what NASCAR does. And I believe they are still ruling like the old days, in which if it's good for NASCAR, that's the side they're going to be on. They, they, they may not necessarily be that way, but that's the side they're going to be on. It's very disappointing, and I, I wish it wasn't that way, but that's why um, <laughs> that's why there's always room for uh, Dado to, uh, to uh, make improvement suggestions to NASCAR because they never leave me uh, an opportunity. They always leave me an opportunity to do so. Um, Jimmy, yeah. you know, one thing that happened this week, and um, I know you with the iRacing thing, you, uh, uh, you know, work on paint schemes and that sort of thing. Uh, every paint scheme I've seen you throw out there has been, been <laughs> awesome, uh, especially the sloppy yellow one. But uh, uh, and, the, and the one you did a tribute for my dad, that was amazing. But they, NASCAR shout out to has, IRAP. IRAP put that together for us, so shout out to IRAP. <laughs> yeah, nice job, those guys. Um, they, they NASCAR has taken away their little uh, contingency stickers that they would put on the front of the car, right? And, and to give the teams more more space. I've seen some pictures of of what the teams are doing. Like Aspire Motorsports, for instance, are putting all their partners on on their car, which which makes sense to me. It gives the the space back to the to the to the owners and to the teams. I like it. A lot of people are going to hate it because it doesn't look like the old NASCAR from, you know, the last 50 years. What do you think? I'm fine with it, man. Whatever they can do to be able to bring more dollars in to support, uh, you know, their programs, 
let's be all about it. You know, I, I I'm fine with it. I think, uh, you know, look at Martin Truex Jr. Um, if you look at his car, they've really blown up a lot of their, uh, you know, associate sponsors in that space. And uh, yeah. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. And, you know, hey, I'm a traditionalist. I love seeing those sponsor stickers there. It just it, you know. But at the same time, those sponsors aren't getting the same value by having those those stickers there um, that they are now with as far as getting the social and digital, um, you know, platforms to be able to, you know, to be able to because uh, that's where we are right now, right? Um, yeah. And uh, you know it. You know, how many times are you going to see somebody that says, that's not an NASCAR fan, that says, oh, I see that Wix filter sticker on the side of the, the car, yeah. or that Champion spark plug sticker on the side of the car. It, I mean, yeah. So I'm fine with it. I think, you know, it, there's ways that you can do it that's pretty tasteful, and uh, some that aren't, but I'm cool with it. Obviously, the the number debacle is a little bit different. Uh, I'm, I want the number to stay where it is. I don't want it to move. <laughs> You know, we tried that at the All Star race, and some look some look good, some didn't. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I want the number to stay and just use that space to promote, you know, other partners that you bring on. Well, I, I'm a I'm the opposite of you on the number thing. I think it I think it looks okay. I think it looks cool with the right paint scheme. I, I think you're right that some cars look better than others due to the uh, due to the paint schemes. And and we need to talk about a paint scheme here real quick. The McDonald's car from Bubba Wallace may be the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Please comment. Dude, like, I I don't, I never want to trash Bubba or 2311. Um, but that paint scheme is hot garbage, man. I, I, I'm trying to let it grow on me. You know, I just, it's just something about it. Like, I can't. I don't know. I just I don't I don't like it. I don't like the lines on the top to make it look like French fries. I, if you're gonna put French fries on a car, put goddamn French fries on the damn car. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, uh, yeah, I don't Jimmy, know. the only thing that is missing is a big red clown nose on the front that you can squeeze and it sounds like a horn. It, it's absolutely wow. atrocious. And, and listen, I wasn't a big fan of of most of Dale Jr.'s paint schemes. But I'm not sure he ever had one that was that goofy looking. And, and I, th- I know what they were going for with those lines, but the color scheme and all that, what, oh, dude, I, I feel bad for you, brother, because you know, uh, uh, I know you're not going to buy it, but you can't. Look, I, yeah, look, you know, McDonald's has had some, some pretty good schemes over the years, and DoorDash's scheme was is badass. Uh, I like the Columbia scheme that they had on last week at Vegas. Uh, even the uh, the root insurance scheme was clean, right? Like yeah. I, I like I like I like stuff that's out of this world. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I love William Byron's paint scheme. You don't like William Byron's paint scheme. Yeah. Um, I, I like stuff like that, but I just I just I'm not feeling it, man. Like I thought they could have just went some some retro classic, maybe a little uh, homage to Bill Elliott and his years yeah. with McDonald's. Um, yeah. You know. Even uh, Mr. Excitement, Jimmy Spencer, he he had a, a pretty clean McDonald's scheme uh, when yep. he drove back in the day. Like they could have drew some inspiration from that, uh, but I just I'm not feeling it, man. <laughs> I think they missed the mark. They've had some pretty good paint schemes. I thought his his fire suit was hideous. That camo looking thing. I like the car uh, though. No, uh, I thought the, you like the fire suit. I love the fire suit. I love the car. I love the camo. 
Hey, I'm okay. Okay. Two different minds are, are not the same, you know. Um, well, let's let's get uh, let's get Rob Lowe's back in here. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this race up here in Phoenix, bud. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Hey guys, Jimmy Wags here, and I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecast, so when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecasts of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers hats, T-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYELLOW, and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code SLOPPYELLOW, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecasts and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com. Rob Lowe, good to have you. I know you're at the airport waiting to head out to Phoenix, Arizona for the race this yes, weekend. And, and I got to tell you, Rob, we, we kind of celebrated a, a weird milestone, I guess, in, in the world, actually. But in the United States... Uh, this week marked uh, a year since we kind of went into shutdown mode over the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, we we talked a lot about the changes that COVID-19 and everything has done with our lives and, and, and people's families and livelihoods and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, NASCAR was the first sport to come back. It's been largely successful. And now that you've had a year to deal with this stuff, and, and it doesn't look like – you know, is is complete. It's going away anytime soon. We're still going to be dealing with safety protocols and that sort of thing for quite some time. But and and it's been a year, Rob. You've been in the garage a long time, and many many things have changed. Can you reflect a little bit on you know the good, the bad, you know, kind of the, the just how how can you reflect upon a year of unbelievably abnormalcy? Well, I I, I mean. <laughs> It's funny is uh, this race last year was our last time, you know, we, before we took a couple of months off unforced or it was forced two month vacation. Um, yeah. And the things that have changed in the sport, I think positively we've learned that we can go racing and have competitive, good racing on shorter schedules, which is beneficial to, to, I think the teams and the team guys and the drivers um, maybe the fans don't like it as much because there's not as much on-track activity. But I think what you're going to see is you'll see a lot of that this year. You see, you'll see glimpses of what's coming in the future when we have our two-day shows. But you've seen that the racing can be good without practice. Yeah. Um, you, and, and I know there's some fans out there that aren't really going to like to hear this, but I have really – I have no complaints about nobody else in the garage but team guys. 
because yeah. it makes it a lot easier to move around and to get your work done. However, on the flip side of that, I do miss the interaction. And I yeah. do miss yeah. answering questions and people being interested in the sport and being able to cultivate that. And we had some fans in Vegas in the stands, and it was way cool. And that is something that is definitely missed. And I'm not going. And I'm going to. I'd fair to say that it is sport wide that we miss people in the stands. We miss hearing the noise when things happen yeah. on the racetrack. We miss that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Rob, it's funny that you mentioned. Um, you know, the, the fact that we can put on you know, a, a show without practice and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and I would argue that, you know, since we did away with, with practice and, I mean, forget about the money standpoint, but I've never seen better racing in my entire life. Now, we could say that, that that's, you know, maybe because the cars are, we've had this car now for several years. We're making minor adjustments to it, but the body style is largely the same. But I gotta be honest with you. I like the fact that we're not as fine tuned as as we were. And to be bluntly honest with you, I think we've seen the, I think we've seen so much parity in the last couple years. And yes, I know Kevin Harvick won nine times and Denny Hamlin won all that. But but look what has transpired into all of a sudden. Uh, it's transpired into four four races, four different race winners. And I think from a competition standpoint, it's been really fun for an older fan like me who is used to going out there and watching Friday practices and then you know, happy hour on Saturday and then the race on Sunday. And, and, and I, I, I didn't stop to think about it until you said it. But, Rob, I've been lucky enough to have been in the garage a few times. And Sunday mornings around the 88 car, was literally a freaking madhouse, and I would not. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, I like being around there, but, hell, I remember um, trying to get up to say hello to you one time at Texas Motor Speedway. You were um, watching somebody glue lug nuts on the, on the tires, and I, I bet you I was five rows deep. Were and I mean there was so many people around there. It's got to be uh, you know sometimes it's fun when you can say hi in the garage that sort of thing. But five people deep while you're gluing lug nuts lug nuts on a tire gets that's a little much. Well, I mean everybody has their everybody has their driver everybody has their team you know and they and they want to be part of it they want to see it for themselves and yeah. you know and, and it's crazy. And Dale Jr. obviously was a huge attraction, and he still is. You know, he's still a big draw to the sport. Um, yeah. And, and you know, people just want to be part of that. And it's sure. funny that at the time it's going on, you're like, man, this is ridiculous. Just like you said, this is ridiculous. I can't even get to my pit stall because we're five yeah. deep watching guys glue lug nuts. But then all of a sudden you don't have it for a year? And yeah. you're like, Man, you know, I I sure do miss answering questions or smiling or meeting yep. people, you know, because I've been fortunate in the my tenure in the garages and as long as it's been, I've met some really great people, you know, over the years and people that I now there's people out now such as yourself that I call friends. Yeah. You know, and and that I wouldn't have been able to that wouldn't have happened had I not been doing what I was doing for a living. So it yep. it, it we miss that, and it'll get back there, hopefully sooner than later. But, you know, you mentioned something right there that is near and dear to my heart. One of my favorite things, a 
around NASCAR racing is bringing people to the track that have never been a fan of racing. I mean, they don't hate it, right? They've just never been around it, never seen big-time auto racing. I've never even seen short track racing. And one of my favorite things to do is to take somebody into the garage and have them sit there and, and just bring them up to, to you and say, all right, this is Rob Oates, he's a tire specialist here. Rob, what, what do we got going on? And in three minutes, you can break things down and, and, and you can see people just get wildly enamored with the sport because people like you that have a passion for the sport and you see these tires. And, and I'll never forget it when I brought Jackie Clayton um, in, into the garage area. She had no idea that those were fake headlights on the car. And, <laughs> right. And, and I brought her up to you, and, and you uh, spent five minutes with her, and she was hooked. She was hooked when she got in the garage and she got next to a car. But she absolutely had a passion for and a thirst for finding out more and more about the inner workings of NASCAR, and to this day is an absolute fan. It's a complete joy to 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 see somebody go through that. And, and I, I mean, I miss it, but for somebody like you who did it, I mean, that, I know you love that kind of stuff, and you love teaching and helping and, and conversing, and, and that's got to be a big piece, and I hadn't thought about that until you had, um, you had just said that. Now, you're going out to Phoenix, and this is, yep. I, you know, you normally you're flying out there on, on what, a Thursday, um, you know, for three days of racing, right? Yeah, and, and in fact, had things been under normal circumstances, we obviously would have not raced the Daytona road course. We would have gone from Daytona yeah. 500 to Homestead and would be out west for three weeks straight. And yeah. usually at least one of those weeks, if not two, we don't fly home. We stay out west and just take yeah. care of business out there because it's a little cheaper, it's a little easier logistic-wise to just leave us out there. Um yeah. But under the current circumstances, since we didn't go to Fontana, we raced Daytona Road Course, so we're only out west two weeks straight. Um, our trucks stayed out there. There's a swap-out truck that's, that will be there, that should be there right now. We are flying out today to meet our, those trucks and do our equipment swap-out. We're in the racetrack tomorrow for a tech day only yep. as to – to facilitate a 12:30 Pacific time start. Yeah. So we we do our tech process and everything on Saturday. Now, under normal circumstances, yes, we would be flying out Thursday morning or we would already still be out there and right. doing swap out stuff or whatever. So, you know, it's not so bad, but it's also a lot different than what a lot of us are used to. Sure. Um, let's talk about Phoenix real quick here on the track. There, you know, last year before we changed the package, it, it, the race wasn't stellar. Uh, for the championship, we saw Chase Elliott come all the way up through the field and and win what I think the first of uh, a few championships that young man uh, has an opportunity to acquire. But um, NASCAR started putting a traction compound down at Phoenix in the same spots as they did in, in both races last year, Rob, but they're making it about six feet wider in turns three and four um, up against the wall than in turns one and two. So, I, and, and I think when we watched the race last year, it it wasn't as stellar as it was necessarily in, in years past, but it's, it's again, I'm, I'm a fan of, of traction compound on tracks where it's needed. Uh, Phoenix, 
Phoenix is still a very technical race course. You can run grooves like crazy and that sort of thing. I'm glad they're putting down the traction compound, but take us take us through. They they reconfigured the track, Rob. Take us through this this car this this track um, and, and what you have to have to be good and fast there. Well, I, since since the reconfiguration has definitely changed the complexity of that racetrack, especially. You know, like the start-finish line now is basically what would have been turn two, I think. I mean, I get so confused yeah. when I go there about what corner's where, and it's a good thing they write it on the walls because I'm confused as far as where stuff is happening anymore because it's not your traditional yeah. racetrack layout. Now, when they when they cross the start-finish line, there's that dog leg that's, that's heading down what used to be the backstretch, and they fan out down onto the flat there. And you can make time going through there, but, you know, it upsets the car a little bit, and it also creates a lot of chaos when it comes time to get into the next corner. Um, You need the the raw speed there for sure. Uh, Aero doesn't play as big a part there as it does at some other places that we've been to the last couple weeks, you know, like Homestead and, and Vegas and such. But it still plays a part because you still got some speed there. Um, the P, uh, the uh, traction compound will be applied again. Supposedly what I read was in the same spots it has been. So, yep. you know, obviously that comes into play. Uh, the ARCA series is out there racing tonight. The Xfinity series races tomorrow afternoon, and then we're Sunday afternoon. And, yep. uh, you know, so it's uh, the weather's supposed to be decent. So I, I think we will see – I think we'll, we we will see a quality race, and I actually would like to think that it will be better than what we saw in the championship race. For the simple fact is, we don't have to protect four guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. nobody yep. wants to be that guy that knocks a championship contender out by racing, and that's why, Absolutely. you know, that that's why you see different you know, different game plans happening in that championship race. I think this yeah. race this year, especially with everything we've learned, because this is yeah. the last racetrack we were at where we actually yep. had practice That's right. last year. So yeah. with everything we know now, I think you'll see, I really think you're going to see a really competitive race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Rob, I'm glad to hear you say that because I believe the exact same things. You put it a hell of a lot more eloquently than, than I could have. Hey, let's uh, let's get Jimmy Wags in here real quick and let's, Let's um, let's let's pick our races here. You ready? Yes, I am ready. All right, Jimmy, Rob, we're as we've discussed, we we're headed back to Phoenix. This is the last race that we had uh, practice on before the shutdown last year. One thing that's that's very interesting to me is Kevin Harvick. Although, hey, listen, I, I'm not bashing him. I bashed him two years ago, and all he's done is win ever since I started bashing him. But I will say, I, I, he's he, he is. Although he's in a top, hell, I think he's top five um, or top ten for sure. He doesn't have a, a win yet, but he struggled at uh, last week, and I did not expect that. I, I did not expect him to struggle like he did, and I thought that was very odd. And I think this week is a big week for that number four team. Uh, they've been perennial um, championship contenders. I don't suspect them not to be a a championship contender this year, but it does seem like that team is just a little bit off out of the gate. It doesn't mean they can't hey, rip Adam. off full control. Yeah. Hey, I, I did some research, which we never do on this podcast, by the way. Oh, shit. Um, what do you got? So, so top career mark at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick's tied for uh, most amount of races running at Phoenix at 36. 
He wow. has the most amount of wins at nine, most top fives at 18, most top tens at 25. He led the most laps, 11,218. Uh, he uh, has uh, the most lead lap finishes at 30. So how could you not pick Kevin Harvick here at Phoenix? Uh, you know? Wags, I'm impressed with your your research. Uh, I, that's something that we rarely see on this program. You know, data isn't something that we really care about here, but those are tremendous numbers. And I think if, if you're a Kevin Harvick fan, you, you've, you've been staring at this long before the season started. You just, Phoenix is a race that you want to see him go at. And with those stats, it's hard to it's hard to go against him. But, hey, guess what, Jimmy? I apologize, but it's Robbie Lopes' turn to first. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I just served them on a silver platter for you, Rob. I just served them on a silver platter for you. All, all I can tell you is this: is I already had them picked because, I, I mean, I, I'm going with two fours. I'm going with that four and that two. Four and the two, two great Absolutely. picks. Uh, Brad Keselowski loves it there. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Wags has told us exactly what Kevin Arbor can do. You got the four, you got the two. It's hard to believe those two guys haven't been in victory lane. I know it's only four races, but we've run some tracks that those guys are good at. Jimmy Wags, uh, now that your your uh, your number one pick is off the board, who you got? And that I gave you all pick, those Wags. stats. Hey, it's all good. I gave you all those stats because it was a smoke and mirror, John, right? Oh, I God, wanted you go. to take Kevin Harvick on purpose uh, okay. because I'm going with the champ. I'm going with Chase Elliott to win this thing. He won it last year. At the championship race, he smoked them. He was far and above the best car last year at Phoenix. I'm going with Chase Elliott uh, to win this race, and uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, my second favorite driver right now, uh, Denny Hamlin, because everything's great with Denny. Denny is uh, doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's absolutely running awesome this year. So. Uh, we need him to win because we need the, we need him to put the money back in the twenty three eleven to get us a good finish because we're we're just we're shitting the bed right now so uh, we got a long way to go but Denny Hamlin as my dark horse uh, baby Jesus Chase Elliott to win I, I'm gonna tell you something if Billy Bradley was here Rob he'd say Wags don't matter how much money they dump into that team. Uh, it, it ain't gonna matter. I, I, I'm not gonna say that way. I, I'm gonna be respectful, but uh, two great picks right there. Hey, one thing I, I want to bring up here about Denny Hamlin. I, I give that guy a lot of shit, but fact of the matter is, he drove that race two weeks after reconstructive knee surgery several years ago. Um, that guy loves that racetrack. He knows how to get around there. So that, I think those are two uh, excellent, excellent picks. I, I am kind of in a conundrum because I, I like Joey Logano here. Uh, I mean, in fact, I love Joey Logano here. Um, I love uh, Kyle Busch here. I love Kurt Busch here. Uh, last week I said I was going to go with uh, Fords and I, and I picked Chevys, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Joey Logano and I'm going to take Kyle Busch to come up here and as my two picks. I, I just kind of feel like um, – uh, Logano has been has been close up there, like Brad Keselowski and all that. I, it, it, the fun thing about this season, boys, is it, it, none of these races has gone any way that any of us have thought they've gone. We, we've, all, we've all been surprised and, and been very excited. But uh, Rob Lopes, you've got the four and the two. Jimmy Wags has the nine and the eleven. I have taken the uh, twenty-two and the eighteen. Um, for Rob Lopes. 
Virginia Wags, uh, let's have a hell of a race weekend out there in Phoenix, boys. What do you say? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Have a great weekend. Enjoy.